Welcome to the Gay Love Coach Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Rupsinski, and I'm a psychotherapist and dating and relationship coach specializing with the LGBT community. My website is thegaylovecoach.com, and I thank you once again for joining us for another show. So today we're going to talk about something a little fun and different, and uh, we're going to be focusing on astrology and gay dating and relationships. This isn't a topic that I know very much about, but we're going to be talking with an expert who's going to share about how astrology and horoscopes can play out in our relationships, what signs go well together to help you with matching for compatibility, and then what to do if you're already in a committed relationship, but you have two signs that don't necessarily jive very well together. So without further ado, let's jump in. I'd like to welcome a returning guest to my show. His name is Manny Cosme of the Gay Love Project, and he's a dating and relationship coach based out of the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, He and I did a show last year in July on coping with breakups, which happens to be one of many specialties. So you can check that out on my podcast on the show homepage if you're interested. Welcome, Manny. Good to have you back. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me back. Thank you, and I'm, I'm actually very excited about our show topic today because it's very different and fun and I know absolutely nothing about this topic, so I'm really <laughs> to talking about um, gay relationships and astrology. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of misconceptions around, out there about astrology, so um, hopefully we can clear some of those up and get some good education going about astrology and, and all its wonderful magical powers. Definitely, and I'm really looking forward to learning more from you since I know very little about this. But, you know, just to kind of get us started, maybe if you could please just tell us a little bit about, you know, astrology and horoscopes and and how this all plays into people's love lives. Sure, sure. So astrology is um, is actually a pretty broad um, field of study. It's it's like saying I'm an attorney or, you know, I'm a doctor practicing medicine. Um, you know, those fields have a lot of subfields within them. So astrology is another one of those fields that it's sort of a broad, a broad field, but within it, there's a lot of different types of specialties. So, so it's its own branch, but it has a bunch of little sub specialties or groups. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Think of it, or think of it like mathematics, maybe, or philosophy, where you know you have philosophy, but then there's social philosophy, there's religious philosophy, there's you know meta metaphysical philosophy, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So within astrology, which is a general umbrella, you have a lot of different types of astrology. You have um, horary astrology, which is what we where horoscopes come from. So it's sort of using astrology to predict future events. Um, you have mundane astrology, which talks about how um, astrology affects the earth and kind of nature, if you will, and, and earthly events. Um, you have um, personality astrology, which explains how, um, how astrology affects uh, individual personality and things like that. So you have a lot of different types of astrology. Okay. And what's your particular brand with, with this? So I focus, um, as a coach, I focus more on the personality type astrology to really help my clients sort of understand where their natural energies are coming from and why they they do the things they do and they kind of show up the way they show up in everyday situations. Of course, especially around love since I wish a coach. Right. And so how does that correlate with, um, you know, love and relationships? Yeah, so kind of how astrology works in general is that um is that you know we we are human beings, we're here on earth and um and so we're here. Um but the idea behind astrology is that there's sort of one force 
that moves the universe, right? If we think of the universe as, as one and we're kind of in oneness, mm-hmm. then there's a force that moves everything in the universe. And it affects the biggest things to the smallest things. So it affects, you know, the stars, the planets, things like that, all the way down to a drop of water. And it's the same thing that's moving everything. So what astrology does is it looks to the heavens, the, 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 the sky, the stars and whatnot, to explain how things are happening here on Earth in different aspects. And so in personality astrology, we look at how the, the movement of planets um, affect our individual personalities, people here on Earth. Okay. So it's sort of a very esoteric way of explaining it, but, <laughs> but that really is what's going on. It's, it's, it's really one movement that affects everything. And so we're just trying to understand how this movement is affecting um, personality. Okay. So, and yeah. So imagine, yeah. you know, with, with plants shifting, that that can, you know, impact mood and, and personality, you know, because that's not just one static, you know, place personality. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. And so that's why when um, when we look at personality, what we do is we pull what's called a birth chart or a natal chart. And what that chart tells us is that on this day that you were born, this is how the sky looked at that time. This is where the planets were positioned, the moon was positioned, the sun was positioned, and then it was in these different astrological signs. And those signs then tell us give us some insight into the personality that you were born with. Okay. And those signs, I mean, is that typical of things, you know, like Scorpio, Pisces, or is that a completely different animal also? No, exactly. Those, those are the zodiac, you know, the zodiac. Okay. The zodiological, I think. I think that's the term, zodiological signs. Okay. So you have your Pisces, your Scorpios, your Geminis, your, you know, your Capricorns and all those things. Okay. And so the birth chart shows, you know, how those were all aligned at birth. How does that then um, generalize into, you know, functioning today and, and the way that people show up in their relationships? Yeah, okay. So at the time you were born, right, you're born on this planet, and at that time the sky was, was in a certain position. And what that says is that you were infused, if you will, with certain energies, right? So where did these energies come from? These energies came from from the universe, and they are infused within you. And those energies are what creates the different aspects of your personality. So we look at your chart and we look at all the, all the planets and, and all the, the lights, uh, what we call the lights, the moon and the sun. And we say, okay, well, different planets represent different things. They represent different aspects of your personality. So we have the sun, which represents, well, it represents more of your overall personality and sort of how your ego shows up, if you will. Mm-hmm. We have your moon, which represents more of your emotional side, um, more of your, um, what we call like your unconscious state, um, your automatic movements, things like that. Um, we look at your, um, your Mercury, where the planet Mercury was at the time you were born, and that represents sort of your um, communication style how you think, how you understand the world, how you connect with other people in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can go through all the different planets. Um, the one for, um, that will sort of more of your love life is the planet Venus. So we look at Venus and we say, well, you know, Venus was in this sign at the time you were born, and that represents or sort of motivates you when it comes to the things that you desire, the things that you want, the things that you find beauty in. 
and also um, your intimate relationships. So it sort of affects the way that you show up and and what you want out of your intimate relationships. Okay. Okay. So can this, you know, actually predict when somebody is going to ultimately meet their their life partner or their soulmate? Well, <laughs> that's an interesting question. Um, so yes and no. So here's the thing. First of all, that's so that that's horoscopes, right? So okay. we're getting to the territory horoscopes and horary astrology, which is which is the the ruling thing of that. That's where the term horoscope comes from. Okay. So so here's the thing. So you pick up the newspaper, and you know it says, you know, okay, you're a Gemini. So on this day, blah blah blah, it's going to happen, right? And that's that's all well and good, and that's true to a certain extent. But the thing is that you have many other planets that make up your who you are, your chart. And so those horoscopes are based on like on one planet, which is or not well, one one we call light, which is the sun, which is sort of a planet in, in mm-hmm. terms of horse and right. astrology. So we call a planet uh, the sun a planet. So so those horoscopes are based on one aspect of what's going on. What it's not doing is it's not looking at all the other things that are going on in you. And so, and of course, you know, reading a horse, uh, a horoscope in a newspaper, you know, how deep can it really go? Like mm-hmm. horoscopes have to be very personalized for that reason. So the answer is that yes, it can predict things for you if you go to an astrologer, someone who, who studies this and knows this and is, you know, an expert in this particular type of astrology, they absolutely could pull a chart on you and start predicting how certain things will show up in your life. That's true. Okay. That can happen. Okay. However, however, (laughs) there is a flip side to that. And it's sort of the interesting thing. There is a caveat. And the caveat is this, that interestingly, we also have free choice. And so it's sort of like, I don't know if you ever – you ever watch Back to the Future where they go back in time and they change the space-time continuum and, and all that stuff? Yes. Yeah. So so what happens is that, interestingly, the more you know about what's going to happen, you can actually at some point kind of infuse your free will and decide to purposely alter events so that that doesn't happen. So sort of the caveat is that if you go to a, a horary astrologist and you get your future read, if you will – you know, or any anyone who can read the future for that for that matter, um, it will come true as long as you sort of leave things alone and let them be and let them unfold. If you then interfere and purposely start moving things, then that you could end up with a different outcome because you're actually shifting the energy at that point. Okay. So, so then, actually, yeah. if, if there's something in a person's birth chart that they don't like, um, then it's not necessarily you know sticky or enduring. You know, like they're able to change those personality traits. Um, they're not necessarily ingrained in that person, you know, for their whole life. There is the ability to to change that life course. Absolutely, yes, yeah. So what the chart tells us is that we're born with these sort of innate energies, these energies, you know, that, that, that we kind of naturally have been acclimated to. Mm-hmm. And each of the energies, by the way, has their positive side and their negative side, okay? But just because you have these energies does not mean that you cannot change your energies. Again, you know, one of the things that we have is free will. And so we can look at our chart and we can say, okay, well, you know, 
this is how I show up. This is, this is what it looks like at this point in time. But you know what? I don't, I don't really like, you know, these energies serve me, but this energy really doesn't. Maybe my Venus, my love sign, if you will, you know, maybe my love planet, the sign it's in doesn't really serve me. So I can purposely work on shifting that energy if I want. You know, I can be aware of the positive of that and the negative of that and then work to actively move that energy. Okay. You know, this is really interesting because when I was in, you know, college studying psychology, this, you know, what you're talking about here actually really takes personality theory to a whole new level. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jung, Jung, was it Jung, 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 you know, right. J-U-N. Exactly, J-U-N-G. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, he's, he's a huge proponent of, mm-hmm. of that. And really my only knowledge about all of this was just, you know, I'm a Scorpio and, you know, from what I understand from horoscopes, you know, I'm very passionate and I'm good in bed. That's very true. Scorpio, Scorpio, yeah. But I, I think the thing that people are probably going to be the most interested in is, I was wondering maybe if you could speak a little bit about, you know, what are some examples of some of those sun signs that really go well together in a relationship? Like what, okay, what are the so, most compatible types? Yeah, yeah. So this is good. So let me ask you. So you're, you say you're a Scorpio. Yeah. So immediately what that tells me is what you mean is that your son is in Scorpio. Okay. Okay. And so that's an important distinction is, again, we have several planets that, that kind of make up our overall who we are as people. Okay. And so most people, when they say, oh, I'm a Gemini, well, I'm a Gemini, my son's a Gemini. So, you know, I'm a Gemini or I'm a Scorpio or I'm an Aries or Pisces, whatever. What they mean is that their son is in that, is in that sign. Okay, so that makes up a, a strong part of who they are. But there's other things that also make up their personality. So when it comes to relationships, since I'm a relationship coach, right, <clears throat> when it comes to relationships, what I focus on is I focus on a couple of different things. I focus on your sun sign, which is your overall kind of ego and your individual state, if you will. Mm-hmm. I focus on your moon because your moon says a lot about how you show up emotionally and how you deal with situations from an emotional level. And, of course, as we know, relationships are very emotional, right? Mm-hmm. I also look at your Venus because, again, your Venus kind of rules who um, – what you desire and how you show up in an intimate relationship and sort of the things that you're looking to get out of and put into that intimate relationship. Okay. So, yeah. So from a coaching standpoint, you know, I would want to know, Brian, what is, what sign is your Venus in? Because that will give me a lot of insight into how you show up in a relationship setting. Okay. Okay, so when sense. we look at compatibilities, because that was your original question, when we look at compatibilities, yes, it's important to look at the sun signs and see what signs are compatible. You know, if you're a Scorpio, that means you're a water sign. Well, you're going to be compatible with other water signs. You're going to be compatible with other earth signs, if you will. Air signs and, and fire signs, not so much, but the other waters and the earth you'll be more akin to because they're, they're feminine sides what we call the feminine signs. But that's just your sun sign. The next question is, well, what's your Venus? Because in an intimate relationship, what we want to match up 
is not only the sun, but we want to match up your Venuses so that when you go to that relationship, we want to know that your Venus planets are going to also match. Okay. Because that's electric. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's extremely important, okay. um, again, in terms of a, of a relationship. So, Manny, if if someone is single and you know they're going out and they're they're meeting people, what would your suggestion be in how they use their knowledge of their um, astrology and their their sign uh, as a reference for when they're you know screening dating prospects? Sure, oh, that's that's a good question. Um, so it it like everything, it starts with you, starts with right. yourself. So knowing about yourself getting knowledge on, you know, who am I, what energies do I show up with, you know, go to an astrologer, pull your birth chart, or go to any one of the many sites that, that give you free birth charts, you know, pull one, put, put in your information, pull one up, see, see what your planets and your signs look like, read about them and understand and really start to pinpoint where your energies are coming from. And the more you can really be aware consciously of these energies, that's when you can really start using them to your advantage. So I know, for example, that my Venus is in Cancer. And so my son's in Gemini. So I'm very airy. I love to learn new things. Mm-hmm. I'm all kind of all over the place most of the time. <laughs> I like to talk a lot, in case you haven't noticed. Uh, <laughs> huge talker, right? That's air sign. Air signs are huge talkers. But air signs also are, are not known for their emotions. They're actually, of all the signs, they are the most um, unemotional, if you will, of all the signs. Okay. So air signs don't really, like, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't deal with emotion. So if that was the case, then when it came to a relationship, I would have basically no emotion at all. I would approach a relationship from a very intellectual or social standpoint where I'd be more interested in, you know, having philosophical conversations with my significant other or something like that. While I love to do that, um, I, my, my Venus actually happens to be in Cancer, which is a water sign. Cancers are almost the polar opposite of air signs. So water signs are extremely emotional. Scorpios, that's your, your water sign. It's so true. <laughs> yeah, we're very, very emotional. Scorpio, in fact, is, is arguably like the deepest emotional sign yeah. of the entire zodiac. Um, My partner in fact, sometimes. In fact, they say that Scorpios actually feel things so deeply that they're actually afraid to talk about their emotions because they run so deep. But, mm-hmm. um, but that's, <laughs> that's another story. Um, that's a whole other show. But, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Exactly. But, um, but no, but, but, see, but see, but that's good to know, though. In fact, so I was just coaching someone the other day, and his Venus now, he, his sun sign is in Libra, but his Venus was in Scorpio. And so, you know, I looked at his chart, and, you know, he was talking, talking, talking. And I was like, well, let's just pull your chart just for fun and kind of look at it. So he pulled his chart, and that's the first thing that popped up. I was like, oh, you know, your Venus is in Scorpio. He's like, yeah. I was like, well, you know, I bet that when you love someone, you really fall deep in love with them and it's a very deep emotional love and he's like yeah 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 you're right and I was like yeah well this this is the Scorpio energy playing into Venus and I was like I bet your sex life is also amazing (laughs) he's like yeah actually it was and I was like yeah 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 I bet it was because Scorpio's sex to them it's all about kind of the, the 
death and rebirth and merging into one and all this stuff. So, so the the sustenance actually is 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 the way to actually merge into a person and then sort of be almost reborn as one. And it's all this crazy stuff. So I don't know. Scorpio's so really, the first step would be for for people to, you know, really kind of self reflect and become, you know, get really introspective and try to, you know, identify, you know, who am I? What makes me tick? Learn a little bit about astrology too and just kind of where you are in that, you know, whole, whole mode. And then yeah. once they have that down pat, how how might they apply this when screening dating prospects? Okay, so so you know, I um, you know, for myself, I know that I'm very emotional when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. I love to, you know, be social and everything, but when it comes to my intimate partner, I like to be emotional. So when I go um, and look for, if you will, you know, a partner, I'm going to want someone who can give me that emotion, you know, someone who's not going to be, you know, emotionless or be, um, um, you know, not, not akin to my emotion. You know, I'm going to want someone who can actually play off that energy. Because that's what I want. So I may look for a water sign. In fact, I'm always very attracted to Pisces, and that's probably why. Because I love the emotion they give off. Right. Um, You know, again, Scorpio, my client, you know, he is actually a little afraid to get into a relationship sometimes because, because that Scorpio energy is so intense that when he falls in love, he really falls in love. So he's a little bit more cautious about going there with someone. Um... But if your Venus is in, let's say, you know, an air sign like a Gemini or an Aquarius or something, then you're going to want someone a little bit more fun and social and lighthearted to be in a relationship with because that's the energy that you're going to want to draw out of him. Okay. You know, I can really see now as you're talking how this could be a really good compatibility assessment for, for singles. Yeah. Um, but I guess another, you know, just one other question that I have for you then is – Let's say that the scenario is that there's there's already a couple in a relationship, and let's say that maybe their signs are incompatible with each other. Does mm-hmm. that mean that their you know relationship is doomed to fail, or, or what does that all mean? No, and that's that's a great question. It does not mean that the relationship is doomed to fail, but it's important to first recognize the energies that you're playing with so that you learn better how to play off each other's strengths and weaknesses. Mm, okay, yeah. So if maybe you don't have a compatible sign, okay, that's fine. Well, first of all, what other signs do you have that maybe are compatible? I mean, we have nine different planets, right? So what are the other planets that maybe do have compatible signs? And maybe how can you then play off of those planets to then create the relationship that you want. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's very similar to like love languages. If you can identify what your partner's style is, then you can, you know, go about modifying your behavior to try to meet the needs in the ways that they, you know, most like it. And it sounds like that would be kind of similar here too, is that you, this doesn't mean that your relationship is, you know, not going to be able to grow any further. In fact, it's actually kind of a, a good thing, I would think, because it it shows a source of conflict, and we can only grow from conflict. And if you can learn how to meet your partner's needs in a, just a, a different way, then you won't just keep reenacting the same drama over and over again. Exactly, exactly. And you know, and 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 one other important point to make is also that you know when we talk about compatibility, you know, not everyone wants to be 100% compatible with the other person. There's a lot to be said about being in a relationship with someone that you're not compatible with because I'll tell you what, 
That is when you grow the most as a person. Yes, when you complement each other. Yes, yes. Or, I mean, if you have conflicting energies, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, learning, you know, if you, you you know, you're an air and, and the other's a water, you know, learning, air signs, learning how to become more emotional and, and water signs learning how to let go of their emotion can be extremely rewarding and such give you such personal growth. And you may want a relationship where you, where you explore that growth. Now, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be, you know, a walk down the park. You're definitely going to have your challenges, but perhaps that's what you're looking for. You're looking right. to grow. Right. Wow. So, Manny, this is really fascinating, and I, I really appreciate your, your joining us and talking with us about this. Um, so do you also do astrology coaching yourself in your practice? I do. I, I will pull uh, astrological charts into my coaching as needed sometimes if I feel like um, it will give us a lot of answer. If a client's really struggling with something and really understanding why they feel a certain way um, or, you know, what's going on, I will often pull a chart. To, so we can start looking at getting some answers from that. Absolutely, okay. yes. Okay, very cool. So where can people find you? What's your website, Manny? Uh, com. Great. Well, Manny, thank you so much. This was really interesting. And um, thanks again for joining us. You have a great day. Sure. Thanks, Brian. Thank Always you. good Take to be care. on. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show today. And I also wanted to thank Manny once again for sharing his wisdom with us on the subject. So if you're a believer in astrology, you can actually leverage this information and your knowledge about sun signs to promote more success in your dating life and your relationships. So keep us posted and feel free to share your thoughts and experiences about the correlation between astrology and your love life. I think that would be really interesting to hear. So we are at the end of the show and I uh, just wanted to give a shout out and request that if you do have a show topic that you'd like to see covered or if you'd actually like to be on the show or if you uh, would have the need for any type of individual or couples coaching you can reach me at brian at thegaylovecoach.com well again thank you so much for joining us i appreciate it hope you have a good rest of your week and we will see you next time